It's Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Hope everybody is having an unbelievable start to your day. Uh, for some, you've been going for a while. If you like me, you've been going for a few hours. Um, but however it is you start your day, uh, you're in it now. So my encouragement to you is to focus on gratitude. On top of gratitude, build love. On top of love, build uh, high standards, high expectations, high engagement. Engage in love release and uh, dismiss anger, hatred, bitterness, any of those low vibrational emotions that hold you back. Some things that uh, have been anchored and uh, that's what I wanna kind of talk to you with. I wanna remind you guys that we are literally two days away from our uh, healing emotional and psychological trauma masterclass. Um, if you haven't enrolled yet, now's the time to enroll. Uh, we're going to be talking about how emotional and psychological trauma uh, interferes with your ability to do so much in life, take advantage of opportunities, build strong, lasting relationships, uh, be able to advance in the areas of success in business in your career and so many other things that you may be struggling in and don't even realize it. We are going to go deep into it. We're going to talk about how it's impacted you, but more importantly, we're going to learn how to address it. We're going to learn skills that will allow us to manage it while we heal from it. Healing from trauma is possible. It is possible to integrate those traumatic memories into a linear timeline that creates a past stamp so you are not reliving the threat consistently and responding and reacting to that threat in your everyday life. I'm going to teach you some very uh, important uh, techniques and skills, but we're going to be honest with ourselves. We're going to acknowledge that there are some things we need to work on. And nobody comes through life unscathed. And I really want to introduce you to that. So I've also made it exciting because I love working with people one on one. That's where I do my greatest work is one on one engagement. My number one flagship package is my platinum package, which is 52 weeks and it is for 52 weeks a year. It is ten thousand five hundred dollars. I'm giving one of those away at this class. I'm going to pull from the names of the people who enroll. And I am going to give one of those away. I'm also going to give away a gold package, which is $6,950. That's a half year. That's six months, 26 weeks that I will spend with you working with you. And I'm going to give one of those away. I'm going to pull two names. The first person is getting a platinum package. The second person is getting a uh, gold package. But I'm going to make sure everybody leaves there knowing that they got the value plus of attending this course. Not only are you going to get help dealing with your issues in in uh, dealing with past trauma and traumatic experiences, traumatic memory, and all these other things that inhibit, you're going to also, if, you, if you're not one of the two people who are going to win the packages I'm giving away, you will be gifted. Every person who enrolls, 
two rap, rapid change breakthrough sessions. They are $350 each. So that's a $700 uh, gift where you get to work with me twice, two sessions, and we get to go and deal with the things that you find important in your life. What is it you want to do? What is it that you've been trying to do? What do you think is stopping you? Are you, are you struggling with procrastination? Are you struggling with limiting beliefs? Or do you want to take a more in-depth look at some of the things that maybe you may be facing as far as trauma? We will be able to do that. I'm giving that away. So you're going to get the course, which by itself is a $400 course, but I'm doing this masterclass for $150. So you're going to get the course. You're going to get the video of the course after it's over you're going to get at least two rapid change breakthrough sessions and for two people one of you is going to get a platinum package and the other person is going to get a gold package that means you're going to get to work with me for either six months or a year uh, i'm excited about it because i love doing one-on-ones i love it i love helping people touch places that they didn't think was possible i help people I love helping people elevate their lives, live life at the level of their design. It's what I get excited about. So that's that. So let's talk the success equation, the success equation and what's stopping you. Why haven't you achieved the level of success that you're looking for? Well, if someone would ask me that question, uh, I would say nothing's stopping me. I haven't I haven't achieved the level of success I strive for because I never stopped striving. I'm always aiming higher. I'm always looking to go higher. So every time I reach a new a new level, it becomes a plateau that I must leave and strive for another level. I never become complacent or content with where I am. So I'm never going to get a point where I say I've arrived. So I'm always striving. It's not that I'm not making progress. It's that my progress will be continual as long as I'm breathing. That is my focus. I tell people all the time I'm never retiring, though I plan on having everything set for me and my family and my progeny and offspring financially by retirement age. I'm not retiring as long as I have my faculties in place and I can think I have work to do. I will still be writing books. Uh, well into my 80s and 90s. I will still be lecturing and teaching. I will still be mentoring. I will still be coaching. I will still be counseling. I'm going to do what I was designed to do until I die. I don't have an expiration date in this life where I sit back and say, well, I'm done. No, I was given potential. And every day I wake up with potential. At 65, that potential doesn't stop. When I wake up at 65, it'll be potential for that day. And I'm going to live my life. You hear me say it all the time. I'm going to live my life on full so that I leave this place on E. That's how I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to retire. I'm going to become better. I'm going to become more efficient. I'm going to become more effective. I'm going to become more impactful. My goal is to help people change their lives for the better. So that's what I'm going to do in the many different ways and mechanisms that I have through, uh, to do it through. So now, with that being said, What's stopping you? Well, let me talk, tell you what the success equation is. Uh, there are so many different uh, complex dynamics to success that you can get really confused. I break them down into two simple things. Psychology and planning. 
psychology is the mindset you have towards anything, the mindset you have towards money, the mindset you have towards challenges, struggles, disappointments, the mindset you have towards what's possible, the mindset, everything. And what 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 that mindset generally comes from is your self-image. Your self-image is the self-concept of you have, how you see yourself in the world, what you think you're capable of, what you think, how you think the world influences you, how you think this is happening. So you have psychology, then you have a plan. The plan is a distinct look at what you want to accomplish and a distinct and strategical way you're going to get there. And then this is what I tell you. Here's the success equation. The success equation is 80% of your success is psychology, not your plan. Yes, you need a plan. Yes, the more uh, effective you are at planning, the more you are willing to connect with people who may be better at your different things and you plan and you strategically put out, the better it's going to be for you. But if you don't have the right psychology, it won't matter. 80% and minimum of your success is psychology. Well, here's the problem. Psychology is where most people are messed up. And I'm not talking about psychology in a traditional sense of how fraud defined it and so many others after. I'm talking about in the dynamics of your everyday thought, in the dynamics of your everyday emotional experiences, in the dynamics of how you perceive life and you're looking at life in the way, in the lens through which you view it, your paradigms. Your paradigms are either telling you that it's possible or it's not. Your paradigms are telling you that suffering is in your lot in life or that there's no such thing as lack. Your paradigms are telling you your psychology is how you view the world world through your thought processes and your thoughts are the seeds of your destiny. And so if your psychology is negatively impacted, then your your quest for success is going to be interrupted, interfered with, and disturbed. So you're going to have to learn how to do it. That's one of the reasons why I've been doing these masterclasses, because the, the last masterclass before this one that we're doing on Saturday was about limiting beliefs. You know how many people grow up and have limiting limited, limited beliefs limiting beliefs in, in, in inculcated into their psyche by the time they're seven, eight, nine, ten years old of what they will never be able to do, what's not possible, what their limits are, the ceiling that's holding them under. And it's oftentimes done by people who are in their own mind doing it out of love. I don't want you out there shooting for something that's impossible. I don't want to see you crash. I don't want to see you experience failure and, and, and it destroy you. So I'm going to shape you not to shoot so high. So I'm going to tell you that's not in your range. That's not in your range. And you should probably try this. You're not even good at that. So shoot, you should try to be over here. Most you'll ever be able to do is, and you have all this stuff study coming at you. And then over time, you're, you're pulling this in and, and your subconscious and at some point, your self-image says, this is who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm intellectually challenged or I'm intellectually limited. Uh, I'm physically limited. I, 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 I'm financially uh, non-astute. I mean, anything that I want to do at a high level in life, I really don't possess the skill set to do it. Let me tell you something. Anything that anybody is doing at a high level of life didn't possess the skill set to do it when they set out to do it. Now, everybody has a gift. Now, the gift, you know, if, if we look at look at ancient scripture, we look at the study of ancient scripture, ancient, ancient texts and ancient literature. We, 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 we learn something very, very, very clear that there's a power in the gifting in the book of Proverbs. It tells you that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. There's a need for your gift. You need to discover your gift. The problem is we live in a culture where very few people are searching for the gifting within the children. What that's what they're doing is they're hurting them through a universal system of thought and preparation that treats them all the same, that puts them in a thing and then cultivates the idea of average. It is the one place in life where you can go 
public school and be told that average is successful. You can successfully complete school being average. You can even successfully complete school being sub-average. You can get a D and graduate, but there's a problem. Ds don't perform well in life. I'm not saying a person who made these don't perform well. I'm saying 70% of anything doesn't get you much in life. You are going to need to have a 100% mindset. You're going to have to have, I'm, I'm putting at least 100%. And then those who really get on are the ones who put 110, 120. Those who sit up and say that no matter what happens, I'm not giving in. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. It's not about what I know. It's how committed I am because if I'm committed enough, I will learn it. If I'm committed enough, I will achieve it. If I'm committed enough, I will go for it. Now, not only are limiting beliefs a problem, procrastination is a problem. And then you got to ask yourself when you're procrastinating, and I've done a course on procrastination, I'm going to be doing another course on procrastination. Why? Because so many people are sitting still, paralyzed, waiting on the perfect moment, the perfect opportunity, waiting on the kids to get out of the house, waiting on that to happen, waiting on all these different things to fall in line. There is no such thing as perfect timing. There's no such thing as a perfect opportunity. It was George Bernard Shaw that said that those who get on in this life are those who wake up in the morning and go out and find the opportunities they need. If opportunity does not exist. They create it. Those are the people who are going to win in life. It's a mindset. It is a mindset. I, in, in my book, I am. I write and uh, I present and I, and, 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 I, and, I, and I give you the notion right out of the box that I am is the most powerful or the two most powerful words in the English lexicon. And, and people say, well, all the words in the English lexicon, why I am? Because what follows sets the course of your life. What follows sets the destination point of your life. What you declare that you are, you become. Your self-talk is that powerful. What's stopping you? Like we're going to find out on this Saturday, a lot of people are being stopped because you haven't dealt with the hurts of the past. A lot of people are being stopped because you haven't heard, felt uh, or heard from or felt uh, and dealt with th th that devastation as a child. One of the things that I, I talk about and I teach a lot about is adverse childhood experiences. These are traumatic experiences that we see in many times in our cultures as being normal. It's parents separating. Uh, neglect, abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, uh, neglect, uh, parents being addicted to uh, some form of a controlled substance or alcohol, um, parents becoming incarcerated. And in some cultures, this is more prevalent than others. Each one of these independent realities that I've named, and there are 10 primaries and many more subs that each one of those are categorized as an ace, one point. When you get four aces, four points, uh, your entire outcome and health in life, physiological health start to be impacted. You're 12 times more likely with four aces as a child, 12 times more likely to commit or attempt suicide. You are six four to six times more likely to develop ischemic heart disease, the number one killer on the globe. You are three to four times more likely to develop diabetes. And I can go on and on and on. These physiological realities is called epigenetics. It is the uh, impact of one's environment on their physiological uh, well-being. We upregulate genes, we downregulate genes. We're turning genes on and turning genes off with a positive mindset, with a negative mindset, with a negative environment, with a positive environment. We are literally creating the environment that is conducive to whether we are physically healthy or not. Psychosomatics is at play. 
But we have to understand at a great level how we are being impacted. When I talk to people this coming Saturday about how trauma is impacting them, the first thing we have to understand is that trauma isn't a memory. When you become traumatized, now the tra traumatic experience is a memory, but being traumatized is something completely different. Being traumatized, that's why we call it traumatic memory and not memory. Why? Because traumatic memory produces a different physiological dynamic than a regular memory. Now, a regular memory, you can have a memory about something good or something bad. If you have a memory, it, it can stir up negative emotions. It can stir up something that even can bring you to the point of crying. Or if it was a positive emotion, bring you to the point of laughing. That memory has the ability to stimulate the emotion you experienced when you actually had it. The difference between that and a traumatic memory is the traumatic memory has not yet been stamped into your linear timeline. What does that mean? You have a linear timeline. If you want to simplify the linear timeline, it's past, present, future. <laughs> when something happens to you, generally speaking, it goes stamped into the past. Once it's over with and this experience has been completed, now it goes into the past. Now, you may have a prolonged uh, processing of what happened in the past, but it's in the past. So I'll give you a prime example. You're riding home from work and an 18-wheeler comes over in your lane and you see it and it looks like it's about to flip on you and you get afraid. You do what you have to to get through it, but you are literally adrenaline pumping, cortisols rushing through your veins. You're in fight or flight mode. You're having a stress response. The reptilian brain has kicked in and now you're stressed out. Well, the moment that the truck got, got itself straight, you avoided the accident, you're now safe. The truck is going on or you've gone on that the threat is over with. But you're probably still like on, on 10. Then you ease down the night. You get home. You may still be nervous trying to hold the glass or whatever. That's the processing of it. But the event has been stepped in the past. Guess what? Even while you're remembering it, you're still coming down as the cortisol and the adrenaline leaves your body. You're still coming down. Why? Because the threat is over. That doesn't happen when you're traumatized. When you're traumatized, even on a cellular level, it's being recorded, but it's not being stamped as past. So what happens? Every time that it comes up, it represents itself as a current threat. So you're triggered all over again. So you're responding to life events as if they were threats. I got people who I work with that respond to opportunities as threats. I got people who respond to love as threats. I've got people who respond to simple discussions or critiques as threats. They see things through the lens of their trauma and they haven't dealt with their trauma. So it's vir virtually impossible to move forward with any true progress because they are dealing with things from a position of threat. They are viewing their lives through trauma. I see people destroy career opportunities. I've seen people destroy the chance to build businesses. I've seen people destroy beautiful relationships. I've seen people destroy their ability to parent. I've seen so much happen when you start to talk about this trauma thing. This is one of the things we are going to visit on Saturday and we're going to break down and we're going to literally uh, grapple with in a way that you leave with an opportunity of being able to engage that. If you haven't dealt with your trauma, I'll be honest with you. This this opportunity on Saturday is a good place to start, but at some point you're going to have to sit down with someone who is skilled at helping you process the trauma because the ultimate goal is to get that trauma 
integrated into your linear your time timeline where it stops being a current threat and becomes a past memory and from that point on the threat element of it is gone you still have to deal with the emotional that's happening but imagine you've got something that is intense enough in your life that it's created a traumatic reality and every time you experience it there is the revisit of it, the reopening of the wound, this the, the, the need to start healing all over again. It's like it just happened. It's like none of the space and time that has transpired since the actual event ever took place. Why? Because it's not a part of your linear timeline. There is no distance in proximity of time. There is no five years ago because it just happened again. And so you're reliving it. And so that's a problem. So what do you do? You have to get that into your linear timeline. You have to find a way to process and put so that now you can start healing. Now imagine this. You're dealing with a situation where you have not yet dealt with a traumatic experience that you're dealing with. And it is logged as an event, but not stamped as past. But life is happening. Guess what's going to happen? Something else traumatic will happen. You're going to lose a loved one. You're going to have a breakup in a relationship. You're going to lose a job. You're going to, all these different things come along. Guess what that's called? That's called complex trauma. And it can also be a form of re-injury, especially if you find yourself going through the same thing. Say, for instance, the initial tra trauma was relational. And then the next trauma is from somebody else, but it's relational. And so now you're starting to stack trauma. So you got two things happening. You got traumatic re-injury because the same emotion is being is being assaulted, and you got complex trouble because it's more than one traumatic experience. And you're stacking on it, and you don't know what to deal with it. You're becoming overwhelmed. We wonder why certain groups are struggling at an increasing level with depression. We. We, we, we need to understand why certain groups are more prone to having struggles with mental health. Something that I find real interesting, and it's a little off of the take, but it's important of understanding the dynamic of success because men are driven in a way that women may not understand. Women are driven differently than men, but we, we, we have similar desires, but driven differently. Men are literally identified by our work, what we do. We're literally wired for uh, function and skill. Our brains flow from the prefrontal cortex, the executive function of the brain, back to the brainstem, which is instinctive uh, operation and movement. That's why we normally re will respond or re react to certain things impulsively, especially if it's in the vein of the, our natural form of masculinity, where women move uh, right to left. What does that mean? Women are designed for intuition and expression. That's why, you know, the joke goes, you, you can't win an argument with a woman. She's a better uh, express. She's better at expressing herself. She's better at communicating. She's natural. She's also more in tune intuition. That's why I am a big, big, huge fan and advocate of collectivism. And when people are healthy being married, why? Because we're built differently. We are some, there are areas where we're going to be weak just naturally because it's not our area of strength. But also this is the crazy thing. Men produce serotonin at a extremely larger rate 
than women. That's why women are more prone to mental illnesses and mental conditions like depression is because they don't have the capacity to produce high levels of serotonin. Now, the crazy thing about this is that despite men being able to produce the serotonin, serotonin is a feel good. It's the balancing. It's it's the thing that makes you feel you know, worthwhile. It's in the same vein with dopamine. It's, it's, it's a feel good uh, hormone. But the crazy thing is black men are four times more likely to commit suicide than black women. And that's general, I think, across uh, uh, racial boundaries, to be totally honest, that men are more likely to commit suicide than women while having the ability to produce that feel good hormone at an increasingly larger rate. Uh, we experience <clears throat> mental uh, episodes, uh, mental conditions at a lesser rate than women, but we don't handle it well. Why? Because our function and our identity doesn't allow it. So we have all these things, and because we don't understand it, we fold. We, we don't understand it. We collapse. We don't understand it. We end up being paralyzed by what's going on. And the thing is, your success is going to be 80% of your psychology. How you understand where you're at in the world, how you see yourself in the world, what you think about yourself. Self, uh, your self-esteem is a reflection of your self-image. Your self-confidence is a reflection of your self-image. If you don't have a self-image that says, I can, you're going to have struggles trying to create the confidence to seize opportunities and step out into a world where there's uncertainty. It's simply going to be a problem. So one of the things that I do with my clients is when I see that, the first thing we do is we can re reconstruct the self-image. And you got to understand it, that if you come into a situation with a compromised self-image and then everything you experience is assaulting your self-image, you're going to have a problem with a diminishing self-image, a diminishing level of self-confidence, a diminishing level of self-worth. Let me tell you why your self-image is so important. Um, Dr. Matthew Marks, um, the father of psycho-cybernetics. Uh, discovered that no matter what you do, he was first, before he became a psychiatrist, he was a plastic surgeon. And what he learned is he, he was a world-renowned uh, plastic surgery way back in the 70s. And what he found is that no matter what, there were going to be certain people, no matter how well the, uh, the surgery came out, there were going to be people who were absolutely enamored and thought they were the most beautiful person in the world. And there were going to be people who got exactly what they said they wanted that were still going to feel ugly. Why? Because it's come, beauty is actually something that come, beauty, power, um, uh, capacity is something that is, is emerging from your self-image. So if your self-image says that I am this, if you don't deal with the self-image, what you do on the outside won't matter because here's what the self-image does. The self-image is this psycho-cybernetic organism. It's just like your thermostat on your wall. It's just like that autopilot on an airplane. What happens? You set your thermostat on the wall, and anytime that the temperature falls below or goes above, it comes on to do what? 
reset the temperature. So no matter how much you do, you can it can be cold outside and you got it on a warm temperature. You can open all the doors and what's going to happen? The heater's going to go on and it's going to stay on it and it'll fight to, for dear life to get that temperature to the one you said it or vice versa. If you want it cold, it's going to fight to make it cold. No matter how much heat sources you put on in the house, the AC is going to kick on. Why? Because that cybernetic, cybernetic organism has been set at a temperature and it will fight. Same thing with a plane. You put a plane in the uh, air, you turn on autopilot pilot it has a destination well we know that you're moving through the air uh you're having shifts and turbulence and everything else the airplane is constantly over the course of you flying from one destination to another the airplane is constantly being pushed off course but the cycle uh i mean but the cybernetic mechanism within the airplane senses is of course recalibrates resets it up puts it back online this happens hundreds of times over the course of you flying from houston to los angeles los angeles to new york whatever it happens well when you say i can't when you say I'm not, when you say whatever it is in your self-image, you are going to perpetuate the behavior of what you believe about yourself. It's the way you maintain your sanity. Well, this is where visionetics comes from, my, my concept of visionetics. It is how do you envision yourself? Uh, and what I talk, what I call label givers. Label givers are the people in your life in the early stages who tell you who you are. Your primary label givers are going to be your parents. Sometimes you have great parents and they tell you you're powerful, you're smart, you're beautiful, you can do anything. Sometimes you don't have good parents or you don't have parents who really understand the power of their words. And they'll tell you you're dumb, you're stupid, you're never going to be anything, you're going to be just like your old stupid whatever, blah, blah, blah. And if you accept that, then it becomes a part of your identity and you perpetuate it. If you tell a kid he's dumb and he believes it, he could be extremely exceptionally talented intellectually. But his work is going to reflect it. Why? Nobody believes they're smart. Nobody believes they're dumb and invest all of themselves in getting something right. If I'm dumb, why even try? I'm just going to guess. Do you know how many times I run into kids who've done that? They, they, they don't feel like they, they can learn. So they stop trying. And so they just throw stuff out there and people actually think they can't learn. And nobody's looking at the gift. Nobody's looking at that. And I'm telling you, it happens. You got people well into their adulthood who still don't understand just how smart they are because somebody told them they were dumb a long time ago. Be very careful how you talk to your kids. Be very careful what you say to your children. It is powerful. It is immensely powerful. We talk about words being powerful. There's some of us in different uh, veins of faith and religion that will sit up and say that there's life and death in the power of the tongue. We'll constantly speak death whenever you've been given it a second thought. Why? We have so much working against us that's in us. There's an old African proverb that says that if there's no enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside can do us no harm. I think the greatest threat to our progress and our success as individuals, as a collective, as families, is that we are not dealing with the enemy on the inside. We're not dealing with the things that inhibit us. We're not dealing with procrastination. We're not dealing with unchecked trauma. We're not dealing with the poor um, paradigms that give us warped views of the world around us. 
that paralyze us and keep us in check, that tell us that lack is our lot in life, that poverty is our lot in life, that suffering is our lot in life, that being mediocre and average is our lot in life. When it's not, our lot in life is what we make it, what we decide when we wake up every morning we're going to do in changing our lives. That's our lot in life. What we are going to do to be better, what we're going to do to be stronger, or what we're going to sit back and not do is going to determine your thoughts of the seeds of your destiny. Your psychology is going to be the determining factor in whether you're successful or not. I'm telling you what I know. I have seen people who have been given excellent plans but had poor psychology and underperformed. I have seen people who had unbelievable psychology and belief about themselves, didn't really have a plan, but figured it out, got the plan, got the right people and did what they had to do. It's a psychology. I have a client who has Asperger's that's on the autism spectrum. When they came to me, they had an idea and they were telling me what they were going to do. My job isn't to tell them. I think that they're shooting, uh, they're swinging for the fence or they're overgoing because I believe in, in, in going, after it all, I believe in going after it all. My favorite quote uh, is that if the vision you have for your life isn't so huge that it intimidates you, it's a good chance that it's disappointing God. So when he came to me, he wanted to create this international organization. This is a person with Asperger's. He is on the autism spectrum. <laughs> but his psychology was, I can do it. Well, guess what? We're five years in and he's done it. He didn't have expertise in anything. He just had the concept. But what he did is you he's by, by nature socially awkward. But he went out and found the people, presented his concept to them, sold them on his idea and brought experts in each area that was necessary in. And he did it. That's psychology. Didn't have a plan when he came to me. He just had the psychology that said, I will. A part of my psychology, when people ask me, I'm going to give you an example. When people ask me, well, Doc, what's your psychology? What is your psychology? How have you written 24 books? How have you found it and brought to profitability over 40 companies? <coughs> How have you did well in the academic realm? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> How have you experienced success financially? How have you done Excuse me. <coughs> the things you've done? If my psychology is simple, I have one word, relentless. People will tell me, well, Doc, it's easy for you to tell me to do X, Y, Z because you have, or because you did, or because you got. Or because <clears throat> No, let me explain something. I started in the inner city. I did not know my father. First time I saw my father, I was 14 years old. He was in a casket. Never met the man, never talked to the man. Every hope I ever had of having my father in my life went into the grave when they lowered that casket. Uh, my mom was 15 years old when she gave birth to me. She never played a maternal role, love her to death. Uh, <clears throat> and she struggles with her own health issues now. It's love her to death, never disrespected her. I was reared by her grandparents, my great grandparents. And there was this big age gap. But I grew up in the hood where it was violent, where you had to be able to defend yourself. You had to be able to take care of yourself. So I grew up in all of that. I had a problem with my temper. So people in the hood <clears throat> knew I was smart. People at the school definitely knew I was smart. The one thing my grandmother taught me was that I was smart, and she made me execute my intelligence at a very early age. But the people in the hood said I wouldn't live to get 20. Why? Because of my temper. So there's a bunch of things that could have stopped me. I didn't have any of the things that people like to use when they're telling me I'm different than them when I started. 
except a will and a belief. I had a will to have something different than I saw everybody in my community having. And I had a belief that I could. And that's all I started with. That's all you have to have is a will to have something different and a belief that you can. Then you've got to go out and execute that belief. See, faith is something that's executed. Faith is something that's carried out. It's not just that I believe it. Yeah, I believe it at a level that I'm going to actually go out and act on it. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand, that the success equation demands that your thinking align with your desires, that your speech about yourself aligns with your desires. And what will happen is your behavior will align with your thinking and your speech, and your behavior will produce the results that you desire. There has to be a consistency involved. You have to be willing to go. That's why my one word is relentless. People will tell you, I don't start things and don't finish. It may take me much longer than I anticipated, but I'm not putting it down. I'm going to finish. My, go my, <clears throat> my mantra has been for years. If I set my mind to do something, once I commit to doing it, there's only two things that can happen. I'm either going to get it or I'm going to die trying. I am never going to quit. I am never going to surrender. I am never going to turn around. I am never going to back down. I am going to keep going until I get it done. There are people who need to see that type of resilience and, re and relentlessness. There are people who need to see people who were written off getting on. There are people who need to see people who came from meager beginnings and are now standing on the pinnacle of doing the exceptional, the extraordinary, the phenomenal, phenomenal in life, because what they need to see is that there's nothing special about the person. It's the mindset. I'm not better than anyone. I do things differently than most. I think differently than most. And that's where the, 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 the things that I'm able to stand on in the way of accomplishment comes from. And that's why I get so much joy out of working with people, because I can see me in them no matter where they're at. So my challenge is it's time to square up. It's time to work on your psychology. It's time to work on your thinking. And, and, and as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Let me modernize that for you. As a man thinks within his subconscious, the part of him that controls 96% of what he's going to do in his life, so is he. And the thing is, the beautiful thing is, we get to recalibrate, to re-download, to reship, to reshape, and do all of this. <clears throat> and we get to create what's in our subconscious. We are not stuck with our childhood experiences being the guide of what we will and won't do in this world. We have the ability to change our trajectory in life, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're going through, no matter how it seems. My desire is to get people to see it, to show them how to get there, and to give them the courage to go out and do exceptional and extraordinary things. Wherever you are right now, wherever you are, that's something better. And you have more than you could ever imagine inside of you that makes it possible. The question is, are you ready to take the step to make it happen? <clears throat> Again, uh, Saturday noon, uh, I'm doing the, the healing emotional trauma, emotional and psychological trauma master course. 
Uh, I'm inviting everyone who wants to join to participate. It is a link in the description box and it is truly full of value. Number one is I'm going to take you deep off into uh, understanding your trauma, dealing with your trauma, confronting your trauma, managing your trauma, and starting the healing process of your trauma. <clears throat> and I am going to also give away a $10,500 platinum package. I'm going to draw two names. The first one will get a $10,500 platinum package. Uh, that's 52 weeks a year with yours truly. We're going deep. We're going to assess what it is you want. We're going to assess where you're at and where you need to go and what you need to become to have that thing you say you want. We're going to get it done. Uh, the second one is a gold package. I'm going to give the second name I pull the gold package. It is going to be a 26-week program is $6,950. But to make sure everybody walks away with more than what they came to get, I'm giving every other enrollee, whether you attend or not, your name, you don't have to be there to have your name in the drawing. And you don't have to be there to get the gift. If you enroll in this course, whether you're there or not, you're going to receive two uh, rapid change breakthrough sessions. That's two sessions with me. Each of those sessions is $350. So every person is going to walk out with an additional, a minimum of an additional $700 in value. Two people are going to walk out with extreme value with one getting a platinum package and the other getting a gold package. But just coming and getting a grip on your trauma and changing your psychology, because remember, we're talking about the success equation, changing your psychology so that now it points you in the direction of elevation is uh, priceless. There's no number you can put on it because it keeps paying. It keeps paying back. It's up to you what you're going to do. I look forward to seeing you there. I look forward to having you. Everybody have an unbelievable day. I'm about to check out of here. Um, as I always say, I live my life on full and I challenge each and every one of you to do the same. Because as I live my life on full, the one thing I know is that when I leave this place, I will die on E. That's so important to me because it means I'm not taking any of my potential to the grave. I challenge you to have that same mindset. Go out each day and live. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable day.